You ever wonder how people forget their anniversaries? They know what the day is. They haven't forgotten what day they were married. Especially for me, it was very easy. Two, three, five. So they're almost in consecutive orders. Two plus three equals five. But you know what? I couldn't remember. I did not think of it this year. I scheduled many things all around it, and I didn't even know. That is insane. How can that happen? Yesterday was my anniversary. Um, I don't know. It wasn't as exciting as it could have been, uh, mostly because I'm not sure. I don't know. Sometimes expectations are the killers of everything. When we have expectations, we can build them up and in our brain and things don't achieve that expectation, then they're not as good. But if we didn't have an expectation and we just took what came, then it's, it is what it is. It doesn't have anything that it's trying to measure up to and not fulfilling. So that's how you should live your life, right? I don't know. I do know that today is Monday, February 4th, 2019. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Hey, dude, it's Froth. And, uh, you know, one thing I would never say to somebody that's down or whatever is cheer up, because I know that doesn't do anything. But I will say this. I think it's fucking bullshit to think that you shouldn't share your own stuff, uh, because, I mean, there's a 100 billion people doing things, and, um, you know... If you love something and want to share it, you just put it out there. There's so much, I mean, there are so many awesome bands that never made a dime. There are so many great talents that, you know, never get noticed. And that's just part of it. But if you love something, you definitely share it. You don't say, I got to wait around for someone that might never come to share it. I think that's bullshit, dude. I like your stuff. I like you. So, take it easy. Thank you, Mr. Froth of the Thought Eater Podcast. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't really help to tell people to cheer up. It doesn't really help to tell people to do anything, right? You can give them some advice and you can uh, support them. But it doesn't help to tell them to cheer up. Even though people try and you, uh, you take it with a grain of salt and thank them for their support. As far as uh, sharing your stuff, all right, man. A hundred billion—that's a lot. In half a mile. Your vehemence has sold me. Uh, seriously, though, uh, I agree with you. I mean, if people don't like it, don't look at it. Uh, on the other hand, if you do have someone that you really do enjoy uh, their product, albeit a band, take or the next left. Content creator or podcaster, artist writer hey share their stuff man share the wealth share the things that you like and uh get them out there maybe it'll help somebody sometime um i know i try to i'm not as good at it as i should be but i try anyway thanks for calling in froth that was your first call in i appreciate it my man uh i like you too bro <laughs> Jason Hobbs, Don here. Yeah, man, don't give up. Don't stop producing. It's hard when you're feeling like that. We should get together and talk about how many times I stopped 
working on the lesser key because I thought it was pointless. Why do you think it took me three years to finish it? Keep going, man. Later. Also, thanks for all the support and helping me spread the word. We've been talking about this thing for years now. And you've always been positive and asked great questions. So thank you. I mean, you already have a thank you in the book. What more do you want? Later. And there he is, the man himself, Don motherfucking Stroud. Uh, owner, creator of Psychota Press. And a recent flaming hot Kickstarter, Lesser key to the celestial I don't know that's a long name man uh, honestly we have been talking about that thing for a long time uh, on and off for years I would say more than three years but I'm really bad at uh, keeping track of time but uh, thank you for the kind words and the thank yous and calling in man this is your first call in so now you'll be on random screed as well as your uh, multiple appearances on Hobbs and Friends. Congratulations, man. I know it's a big honor. <laughs> no, but that's good advice. Just keep on going. Uh, you do it for the love of the project, not for the things that you'll get out of that love, right? If you do get a little something, good. If you don't, that's okay too. You shared it. You can't control what other people do with your love child when you let it out into the world it uh kind of takes on a life of its own and it's theirs they're paying their money for it they own it they can do whatever they want with it whether it languishes on their shelf or their hard drive or whatever doesn't matter just knowing that you finished a product and you know 100 people backed it on kickstarter or whatever that's awesome congratulations dono uh you deserve it you're an awesome dude so thanks again for calling in Hey Hobbs, Shay here mate. Hey, I just want to inject the truth into uh, what, some of what you've been saying. Like you always say, depression lies. And the fact of, uh, you know, publishing stuff in the RPG realm, it's pretty much fruitless for the vast majority, mate. Um, you know, even most of the content creators for 5th edition who are uh, producing content for like uh, Adventure League and publishing it onto the Dungeon Masters Guild. So they're getting the most hits, the most popular role-playing game that they're making supplements and adventures for and they can barely sell a couple hundred uh, a couple hundred less than 250 um, sales you know and now you're talking about publishing for an older version and then even with that you know a, a hex crawl or a zine and stuff like that your potential audience is tiny so don't beat yourself up for your um, for not doing phenomenally financially well good on you mate Hey Hobbs, Shay here, and I just want to follow up by saying, you know, if you're going to do any of these things, make a podcast, make a random screed, uh, make a zine, make a game, do it only for your own joy, because if you're not doing it for that, you're probably not going to get paid to do it anyway, um, so at least enjoy it if you're going to do it, and uh, do it for yourself, and do it for your friends, and uh, enjoy yourself, and uh, stop beating yourself up, I really love it. Uh, 
what you're uh, putting out in different formats and so keep doing it mate see ya there's Shea Cormack dropping some emphatic advice before he was stuck in a wind tunnel and sucked away to the elemental plane of air. Uh, just kidding. Shay, thank you for calling in and uh, giving out that advice. It's so often that we hear advice, and uh, it's the same advice that we give to other people, but we don't always take it to heart, and that's one of the reasons that I say depression lies. We get into a spot and uh it just makes up crazy shit eric bloat just put a post out recently on uh, facebook talking about depression how when you're really depressed and the people that you love say that they support you and love you and uh they say all the right things but in your brain all you're hearing is they're just doing it uh so you stop being such a pain in the ass or you know they're just saying that or they say that to everybody or it's just a bunch of dumbass shit that your brain does to you when you have issues so anyway man thanks for uh re-emphasizing stuff that i already know but maybe i wouldn't say forgot but buried because it didn't fit you know the feelings that i was having so yeah i don't know it's like uh the body and the brain are these crazy, impressive, wonderful machines. But um, maybe because of the way the body feels, the brain supports wherever you are. So if you are in a horrible place, it doesn't necessarily know that. So it's just keeping up with trying to tell you, nope, that isn't right. It can't be because you feel this way when really it is right because you just got some problems and you have to keep that in mind stick with your routines i don't know i was going to save this for later but i guess you get it now i have to make up something else for a main topic (laughs) thanks for calling in shay uh like anything do it for the joy and your loved ones hi jason off ed here um I got a twofer on the random screed, so I didn't get a chance to respond to your um, first podcast when you was feeling a bit down and glad to hear you're on the up. Um, I just wanted to call in and ask, how does it work, really? Um, you have a bad day or a bad morning or whatever. Is there a way that you can pick yourself up? Is there something that the uh, the screeders can do? I mean, is calling in helping? Um, is having that you know group of friends out there does it make it easier and quicker to get out of a low um i just want to find out if there's anything else that i can do and i'm sure the rest of the osr anchorites would love to know what else they can do uh and regards of helping out you're always helping out um you got my brother into the anchor so as far as i'm concerned uh that's good enough for me you've done a good job there cheers Our Fed calling in Darren Green, the Diz master himself. Hey man, thank you. Uh, it does help, and I've always said that if I can help one person, just one person, uh, with the time and effort, then it's all worth it. And uh, as you mentioned, I've helped a person. So when you know when you're in a depressive state you say none of those things matter and they're not important and people are just being nice uh but it does it does help it has to i think the biggest things 
that the loved ones of um, a bipolar or a massive depressed person can do is have patience and be supportive. And this is nothing, there's nothing more important than that. Um, maybe keep an eye on them just in case if you know that they uh, have suicidal tendencies. Like I say, it's not you. It is not the loved one that they're upset about. Even if it uh, became out of a fight that you had with them, it's still not you. The the mentally unstable person still loves you and understands In a that mile. you're not responsible, but their brain is telling them that that they're not worth it. They're not worth your love and support. And that's that's where the problem stems. Um, so honestly, the only thing Take the next left. that I'm aware of is that patience and support. That's what they need. That's what In I a quarter need. Mile. It may sound crazy and you've said it a million times to them, but it helps. I mean, last week when I just, I told everyone not to call in and I didn't want pity, but maybe I did, I guess. Uh, maybe that's what helps. I don't know. Um, I appreciate them. Uh, and I really feel embarrassed about it because at the time it feels really, really bad and so bad that it's like you don't even know what to do. Um, but airing all that really embarrasses me and it always makes me feel a little funny. Uh, but that's why I'm doing it is to help hold myself accountable and to keep this journal that everyone can hear. And um, like I say, if it just helps one person... Uh, then it's worth it. So I kind of added uh, Diz's call into the uh, vinyl couch. Uh, but like I say, emphasis on patience and support. And now for the other person, the person who is, you know, being influenced by their depression, you need to have patience too. And you need to keep to your routines and know that just because you are in a depressive state doesn't mean that anything has changed other than your perspective. Uh, it sounds crazy, but that is my experience. Uh, I am not a doctor. I am just a partaker. <laughs> not only am I a prime example, um, I'm a prime example. <laughs> Uh, which makes no sense, but maybe somebody out there will understand what I'm trying to say. So that's it. Patience. Patience all around. And your mantras, meditation, uh, working to train yourself to understand that it is perspective. And even though your perception is your reality, it doesn't mean it's the reality that you want. So as crazy as it sounds, you can choose. You choose how you react to things. You can say that, oh, you did it because you were mad or sad or depressed or glad, but you don't have to. You do what you want to do because that's what you choose to do. You're not forced to do anything. Uh, we have the most player agency ever in our own lives. So uh, make, make the right choice for you. So, yeah. I don't know. I've talked in the past uh, about being a great player. I think 
I would like to talk briefly about what I think makes a good GM. Um, some people play games because it's just a social engagement for them. Some people are more serious and they play games for other reasons, be it a challenge for a fantasy adventure game or to let out their inner thespian for a role-playing game. So it's really kind of up to the GM to pay attention to their players because there's no game without players. There's no game without a GM. So GMs should love what they're doing, what they're running, and they should uh, be vested in what they're running. One of the things that I was thinking about is this idea of why people said Monty Hall campaigns were bad. Um, and in my opinion, they're bad because the risk is the reward and the challenge is why we do some of the things we do. So often in life, we can't solve our problems. We do the best we can, but uh, it's not instant gratification, that's for sure. We don't know how things are going to turn out from how we are bringing up our children or taking a long lunch at work or how, you know, helping a person this morning, how that will affect us a month from now, a year from now, five years from now. We don't know, especially in, like, the job that I have. But in a game, our decisions are instant gratification almost. Not always, but a lot of times. And so a GM who is going to solve problems for us is limiting the level of our challenge, which in some ways can remove our engagement or our passion for that game. So if you find your players struggling, don't use an NPC to solve the problem. If it's a fight, if it's a, a clue that was missed, try and figure out a different way. Sometimes it's all right, but if it continually happens, it's going to remove... If everything is easy, then there's no sense engaging at a high level. You can just kind of put it on coast and do whatever. So uh, challenge players and don't always make it easy. Sometimes it's okay, but it's also the risk is worth the reward. So if there's a high level of challenge, figuring that out is a great sense of accomplishment. And for me, I love doing exploration and uh, I call it plot hacking, which is figuring out what's going on and drawing it to a conclusion that is beneficial and in the vein of what your character would want. Be it a fantasy adventure game or be it a role-playing game, I think those are things that I love. And maybe that's why I'm more interested in fantasy adventure gaming uh, than story gaming because the story game aspect is telling the story of the characters and the world Whereas a fantasy adventure game is, you know, trying to solve problems and uh, bringing things to fruition that aren't necessarily the character development arc. I don't know. There's some thoughts for you. Uh, let me know what you think. It's better to burn out than to fade away.